Hello, welcome to the Friends of Zeus podcast. I'm Zeus. This is the podcast. We are now doing episode 74. Four. Mm -hmm. 74. No, 75. Um, 75, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, let me just get the business out of the way. You can find us, the Friends of Zeus, on uh, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcast, uh, Stitcher's acting weird, but I'll figure it out. YouTube, Facebook, and there's always rumblings on Rumble. Um, tonight, we have a special guest. He's been on a couple times. He's one of our favorite guests, uh, Michael E.P. He comes from the podcast, We Speak English Good, which it's is awesome. a fantastic title. Hey, and what's your wife's, while, while we've got you here, what's your, what's your wife's uh, podcast? Well, she just well she does do a podcast, but it's all through her Twitch stream. It's random. It's like twitch.tv slash randomistique. She she streams four days a week. Like and she does mornings, so like it's like a morning show. She has like sound bowls. She play. Dude, oh my god, you guys got to see this. She just got this <laughs> custom made ukulele. It's an electric ukulele. Get out. It that is thing is beautiful. Fucking tits, yo. And if you're watching this on YouTube or whatever. Uh, if you're listening to this, go stop listening to it and go and look at this because hey. it's amazing. So <laughs> no, go listen, go watch it on YouTube so you can see the majesty. It's a neck through. It's fucking has these uh, these Demarzio hot rails in it. It has like oh my god. I mean, it's just such a. I've never seen anything like that. I've it, always wanted. I've always wanted to hear that Hawaiian cancer song. Uh, on a electric ukulele. Yo, it's tight. I don't know what cancer song you're talking about. Zeus, you know that, but... The one where they're like, la, la. oh, it's, a, it's a, somewhere over the guy. rainbow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it is. Cancer song. Like, I don't know. It just where... sounds like something what they the play at somebody, some child's funeral. Oh, Does anyone it. refer to it as the cancer song besides no you? Yes. Oh, yes. okay. Just curious. I'm not that original. Um, but okay, <laughs> we went way up for it already. We're already there. We're off to so, a uh, very typical start here. So Michael, um, asked me what our motivation for this episode was. Uh, we wanted to do just greatest soundtracks of, of albums. And my answer was people are dying everywhere of everything. We're doing it to ourselves. It's getting done to us. The world's just going to hell in a handbasket. I just wanted to do something that like was fun and we always look back on, uh, you know, fondly. So I decided we should do uh, an episode on uh, our favorite soundtracks, which kind of encompasses like what music we're into anyway. But um, I, I, I think I think we're going to have a lot of crossover, first of all, but um I, I'm saying if you want to include something that's a musical, we do that. I got one or two that I, I think are, you know, musical movies, not like stage two, but, you know, uh, something that requires a soundtrack. Um, but that being said, um, why don't we, Mike was, Michael um, with the green background, not Mike EP with the sunglasses because he wears them at night. Well, my um, lights are bright, and I and I woke up from a nap, so I'm just <laughs> there. You go. Plus, I think but, you're in a different time zone out there, right? You're it's like seven hours before us or something. No. 
<laughs> in Ohio? <laughs> it's, like, it's like six hours and 42 minutes different from, he's on Toledo from the East time. Coast. Something like that. Something I think it's like 517 out there right now. Yeah, and it's already dark. Yeah, so. it's 9.54 on the East Coast, and it's 5.17 in Ohio. In Ohio. It's on Ohio time. Ohio we time. have our own time here. <laughs> Whole this different time. time zone. Yeah. So, so, so I was, I, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, we've done top 10 lists before, and we just kind of start at the bottom and go around and give our number 10 and right on down the line and throw things mm -hmm. at each other. and make fun of each other's selections or you know attaboys and all that good stuff and there's plenty of tangent opportunities available um so i'm assuming these are like what movie soundtracks right or musicals that, that, or sure, musicals you, okay movie soundtracks or musicals i definitely think i have zero good. musicals on my list because well maybe i don't know there, there's one that might be considered a musical but i'm not really a big fan of musicals I, like Hamilton is probably like, or or even or or Book of Mormon. I'll give mm -hmm. that. But but other than that, I just find musicals just just cheesy, just terrible. So, <laughs> there is a cheap quality to it. I M O I M O. So I'm gonna start it out lamely with uh, the three that didn't make my top ten as honorable mentions, and I'll just go through them real fast. And that way, if you guys have any honorable mentions, we'll do those first in no particular order uh the graduate soundtrack because i just like it but it's kind of a rehash of other simon and garfunkel stuff and it was kind of a producer kind of put it together added drums to sound of silence which kind of pissed off paul simon actually at the time they but didn't get permission i'm sorry they didn't get permission no no uh they were simon and garfunkel were on tour in like japan Oh and the producer put a drum had someone come in and lay a drum track down on sound of silence and anyway it's my favorite version i mean if you on the soundtrack they have both versions you can mm. hear the one without the drums in it but anyway so graduate uh this is spinal tap just because it just makes me laugh and i right. and i loved it when i was a kid like 11 years old and just thinking big bottom was like an awesome song like when i was 11 years old and, good uh, music still, yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It's and then the, the third honorable mention was uh, Lost Boys, just because mm. I love the atmosphere of it. But when I went back and looked at all the songs, I mean, there's some good songs on it, but it 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 doesn't stack up to the top ten I have. So that's my three honorable mentions. Son of a bitch. Yeah, you can still you can still yeah. If it gets to your number, you can still bring it up. You gotta like you know bring the heat. You can't bring the heat, bro. Uh, I actually had I actually had one of the ones you mentioned much higher on my list, but yeah, um, <laughs> well, I it's say That's what I was saying. My my number ten would probably be the Big Chill. Mm. It's a it's a hell of a soundtrack. Um, but you know, uh, I don't have any honorable mentions. Um, but the Big Chill is Big Chill. What is track of tracks of my tears is on that. Um, yeah, it's a Marvin Gaye going. Nights in White Satin. Three yeah, Dog Night. Solid, yeah, Joy to the World. That's a solid song. It, it's a solid, solid yeah, like late '70s, beginning of the '80s. It's a little of. before our. It's a, it's it's more of like a boomer 
soundtrack, right? <laughs> That's very boomer of you, Zeus. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's great. But I'm just saying it's it was definitely made for a generation, like a half a head, half generation ahead well, of it. Yeah, like, like I said, it's like late 70s, early 80s, I think is when it came out. Somewhere on it. Smokey Robinson was on there. Yeah. Good Lovin'. Uh, My Girl by The Temptations. I mean, yeah. Her no, it's good. It's, it's, yeah, it's good. It's a good, I mean, some of the best things about these, it, it's almost the choreography of their selection of music. It, 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 it you know, to, to add contrast, there's a movie called uh, No Country for Old Men. I'm sure we've all seen it. Yeah, what most man. people don't realize is that movie has no soundtrack to it at all. And that's one of the eerie things about it, I think, is that you're going through this whole movie and it's just... There's the no gathers. sound. Yeah, there's no music. You hear a radio once go by, but not even a song playing. It's like a news story. Like, they actively pursued not playing music. Really? So, yeah, so... There's not really even, like, ambient music to build suspense? None. They that purposefully movie. had no music in it. Um, I have a few tidbits on the music with some of these, but... Um, yeah, you know so what's that's my number 10. Zeus, that's that a great, no, I'm just saying that's a great thing to use for, you know, when they asked spies, you know, like when in the 80s, when they had the Soviet spies here in the U.S. and the, the they'd get captured and the CIA would be like, who won the World Series in 1927? And like, they wouldn't know, you know, like any, any American of that age would know. They could be like, uh, you know, did no country for old men win the best soundtrack to war, you know, like, yeah, I think it did. <laughs> no, you're a commie. You're going right to jail. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been able to. I mean, you know, I'm American, but when you look it up, there is technically six songs. Mm, and really, end credits. Um, and they're not really giving me, but there's only, but it's not really given a, like a list. There's like some Spanish songs, "Young Men Dead," uncredited, "The Black Angels." It may be playing in the car or something along the yeah, must yeah. If it is, it must be like like Mike said, ambient because there's certainly no there's no score. Yeah. Is what I'm yeah, so, um, which is I mean, which is really unique, you know, like how powerful is music behind movies? I, I remember seeing this um I don't know. It was like a fight that they, uh, it was like a cowboy movie in the fight, and they were showing how important music was. And when they showed the the fight, it was originally like, you know, there was like, you know, and it's like two cowboys fighting and the music was like going real hard. And then they show it without the music and it's like, it, it just plays so flat. Like it looks silly even because it, it like, it almost like accentuates how fake the fight is actually is. Interesting. And so it was, uh, I, I really liked it. Uh, I, I really liked that, um, that example that I saw because it's, I remember I saw that as a kid and it had such a big impact on me because it's like, it is really important um, to have these sort of sounds behind it because otherwise all you're seeing is the 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 bullshit that is you know Hollywood because it all is just smoke and mirrors, but like what's so uh, what the mastery behind um, uh, you know the filmmakers who made No Country for Old Men who is help me out here guys they're oh, they Cohen always brothers. use the Cohen brothers yeah Cohen brothers yeah. Yeah. So and then Cormac McCarthy, who is the who wrote the novel, and Cormac McCarthy as a writer is just the bleakest and like mm -hmm. just bleakest writer ever. So like you're they're taking this you know uh, classic novel and turning it into this bleak 
you know and, and like i would have never noticed it because it's so well done the whole movie is well, so well and done. I, i'm gonna correct myself it says that there was 16 minutes um sparsed out throughout it but mm. it's it's it was commonly known to, to me and others i i didn't you know i didn't pull that out of you know from a vacuum but it's not relying on a soundtrack like most i mean 16 minutes movies. and that was a solid long movie if i'm not mistaken it was if i'm if i'm not mistaken it was relatively long so 16 minutes is nothing even out of 90 minutes that's there's movies you go in music doesn't stop continues all the way through look at star wars man what would star wars be oh, without man. the amazing music it would just be a bunch of people playing with toys <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I mean, that's you, what it would be. You get cues from music, and it, and music adds atmosphere. You know, mm -hmm. it. I mean, the classic thing, like here comes the bad guy, and it's like dun 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 dun. You know, you it gives anticipation and suspense. Jaws. And, Jaws. Oh yeah. Jaws. I mean, the music is the the music is the suspense in Jaws. I mean, it's yeah. you know, right? Because you don't even see the shark. It's hey, the hint. Don't forget, the hint of shark. Right. Nightmare on Elm Street 4 Dream Warriors. <laughs> I, I love All right. it. I love so, it. Do you, what's I do your, love that movie. What's, what's your, your number, number 10, 10 or honorable mention? Uh, well, you know, you guys were mentioning honorable mentions. I didn't really, I, I didn't really think about that. But as you guys were talking, um, my dad loved uh, American Graffiti mm. at the movie, and the and the soundtrack is very is is awesome because it, it's very much a reflection of what that movie was. You know, it really encapsulated. Uh, the whole vibe of that movie, but uh, you know, it's a, it, that's just an honorable mention. It, it, it's it's not my favorite. Like I love old movie, old songs. You know, I love the Beach Boys, and I and and and, and Chuck Berry's great. And I'm just sort of looking through here. You know, there's there's a lot of great Booker T had Green mm -hmm. Onions in it. You know, like oh, so yeah, yeah. So it, it it's definitely a, a great, but. You know, I'm not sitting here listening to to the you know what I I would call the oldie station. What's funny now though, at, at my age, the classic rock now is Nirvana and, and Pearl Jam and shit. So like Doesn't now it I'm fucking piss you off. It yeah. does. It does. Classic rock. Fucking yeah. smells like Teen Spirit. I'm like son of a bitch. What's going? I'm aging. Yeah, but, man. But yeah, I, I don't know. So American Graffiti soundtrack is pretty is pretty cool. You know, again, I don't listen to that kind of music constantly. It's not what I listen to all the time. Uh, but but for my number ten, I put down Juno, um, which is <laughs> which kind of you know, they, there was a time when I was really into film, and um, and that was in the two thousands. And and now there's so much film. I feel like now it's so saturated, and I've become so busy. And I've really lost a lot of interest in watching movies at all these days. Like I, I it, like especially during the pandemic, I sort of lost interest in watching TV shows. I, I just became very much um, drawn into myself and what I'm creating. And so, um, just in this last couple months, I've actually been, you know, kind of going back and watching some shows and. You know, and like today I watched uh, Terminalist and then yesterday, uh, which is a new show out on Prime. I'm reading the books, So like I was like, I got to watch the show. Uh, but the I wasn't impressed. Are you what with Terminalist? Yeah. 
uh well i love the books i thought the books were super exciting but like the the show itself is uh yeah it, it diverges from the book but like I, I thought it was okay i thought it was okay but i think it is kind of a slow burn it's one of those things i hope and, i hope i'm gonna give it a chance but yeah it, it's, it's not it's not grabbing me but yeah i like the boys now, that's one? a good show the boys. The bo oh my god, yeah. The boys for a prime show. Yeah, the boys is amazing. Up I'm up to date on all of that shit. Like I love that I was, show. I was telling Mike about it just to digress for a second. That sure. it is the one show that says fuck what society thinks is good. We're gonna be as politically incorrect as we want. We're gonna do awful, awful things that are reprehensible and man, it's crushing it. It's like it's such a good show. Right, right. No, so, it's it's the, yeah. it, goes, it goes back to that whole like you know how netflix is kind of in turn you know blaming their decline in viewers and subscriptions on this idea of of having more inclusivity and like it, the whole go well go broke thing is sort of biting people in the ass right now especially netflix which was the king for mm -hmm. so long and now they're sort of losing traction but yeah the boys definitely is pushing the boundaries their 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 social commentary is great um, and plus there's like an octopus sucking off a character. So like, that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> so. what about, I was telling Mike about the scene with the, with the guy where, where he climbs in the other guy in a particular oh. way and sneezes. <laughs> yes, that is amazing. Yeah. The little Ant-Man, um, the Ant-Man parody oh guy, he's all like so on cocaine and he sneezes and, and yeah, it, it's amazing. <laughs> We won't spoil have to see that. No, I haven't seen any of them. It, no redeemable qualities whatsoever, except that all those non-redeemable qualities make it awesome. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. No, I I was watching uh, Irishman, and I always like because I almost another um, uh, another honorable mention is Goodfellas, which has a fantastic soundtrack oh, too. Um, but uh, I was watching The Irishman the other day, um, and. That was soundtrack to it too yeah it has a great soundtrack martin scorsese has a great taste in music mm -hmm. um if he you know i'm sure he has some kind of influence on it but the irishman I, I i the movie's okay you know like it's not my favorite martin scorsese and mostly what it was is that the characters you know like robert de niro and joe pesci they're all like like in their 60s or late yeah. 60s or 70s 70s yeah they were trying to they were trying to like make robert de niro look like i don't know maybe in his 30s or something or maybe 40s i don't know but like it took me it's out of money it is it really was because like there was a scene where he goes and kicks the shit out of some storekeeper for talking shit to his daughter and he's like trying to kick the shit out of him and he literally looks like a geriatric man trying to like kick a soccer ball and it's fucking i'm just like this is horrible like i feel bad for this for this old man who's like sitting here trying to be a tough guy but like you're not tough like this guy would get his ass smashed in He's just this old man, you know, like, you know. But, but they use they use like digital. Looks in that movie. They use like digital whatever to like de-age them, and so it, they yeah. kind of look a little cartoony in certain scenes. Yeah, it was but, okay at points, but at other points it just didn't work. And Pesci well, looks like he's seven. He looks like Yoda. He does. He's look not like Yoda. acting like he's fifty anymore. Oh. Well, one thing, just, right, so, just out of question, just so for Juno, because I'm not familiar with the movie or the soundtrack. So okay. what is it about the soundtrack or who, like, is so, it? 
And, you know, during that time, I mean, this was a time when I was young, early, you know, in my 20s at least, and I really enjoyed the 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 cinema. And we kind of got off because I was talking about how much I don't care about cinema anymore because it's sort of oversaturated. But, like, at this time, we had a lot of these independent movies like uh, West... Wes Anderson movies and uh, uh, who's the guy? I forgot who directed this, um, but he has a lot of great movies. I'm losing my memory on who. Oh, the guy, uh, I, Reitman, Jason yes, Reitman. Yes, 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 thank you. Ivan Reitman's son. Yeah, it's his son. So what's great about this is like, first of all, the story's great, and and you know, I I really like Elliot Page's performance in this. Uh, I don't want to nice. dead name Elliot, so we're going to keep it Elliot Page. Uh, but they, um, you know, it's a great performance. Michael Sarah, I love Michael Sarah. He's just like that lovable goof that everybody loves. But the, the soundtrack was so great because it was such, it, it definitely was a reflection of like this, this reemergence of folk. And mm. it had this lo-fi indie folk uh, soundtrack to it gotcha. had like Bell Sebastian. It had Mont the Hoople, for God's sakes. What'd you say? It had the band Mont the Hoople. You either know him or you don't. No, I know him. Yeah. It, um, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. It was, and then Sonic Youth obviously is a '90s hero band. Everybody loves them from the '90s. And uh, Cat Power was definitely coming up then. And and so like it, and they have Velvet like Underground. Yeah, the Velvet Underground, the Kinks, you know, like in the Kinks, like the song itself that they have, a well-respected man. Um, that that song for me, like it, you know, the Kinks. I felt like that song was so outside the Kinks's um, uh, repertoire. Yeah, and, and it, it was such a step away from what they usually do because you know the Kinks are kind of rocking and stuff. So it just had like a really unique sound to it, and and that. That's basically why I, it just it, it's it, it was cool, you know, like it just mashed the movie really well. And it just had that nice little uh, warm feel to it that the movie sort of gives you. And, and it was a great movie. It was yeah, a great, it was a great movie. movie. It's just a really well done movie. Yeah. So, All right, Zeus, you're up. Number nine. Oh, I'm, am I doing my nine? Wow, that's a tough one. Um, Unless you did an honorable mention. No, I did. I that Big Show was my 10. Um... Man, I guess I would have to go with Dirty Dancing. Oh, snap. wow, man. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was, I was considering that one. It's a, I, I love, and honestly, I'm gonna you beat the shit out of me. Patrick Swayze's song in that movie was fucking good. And she's like the wind. She's like, like the, the wind, wind or yeah. something. Like, yeah. But do you just, love me? Was in there. Do you love me? Oh man, there's so many good songs in it. And the Unchained movie, Melody. Yeah, I mean, there's so many good songs. Unless in it. was Unchained Melody from Ghost? Because like Dirty Dancing, Ghost, and Roadhouse. No, <laughs> Dirty Dancing <laughs> and Ghost. I guess not a musical, up but I love Roadhouse. <laughs> Like I, was, I was remembering Ghost the other day, this was, I mean, like two months ago, and I was like, yeah, it was like uh, Martin Scorsese and Whoopi Goldberg were married, and I'm like, I'm like, like I totally, like, I forgot, no, Whoopi Goldberg's in it, but she's like, yeah. a, she's like a psychic or something, but in my mind, wasn't like, it, I, um, wasn't it Only Fools Fall in Love, or whatever no, it, it was, was Unchained Melody, yeah, okay, 
It was on Jane Melody yeah. that was in Ghost. But Swayze, I mean, what a talent, man. That guy. Oh, man. And that soundtrack I heard he was, was one of the good. nicest guys, too. That like, soundtrack was, movies. like, in the top. It was on the radio for, like, a year and a half when that movie came out. I mean, they just kept releasing songs on the radio again, like, it, re-releasing them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, it, oh, go ahead, please. Man, Dirty Dancing, man. I don't know about you guys, but, man, I watched that movie probably 30 times when I was a kid. It was it was always it was always on and people loved it patrick swayze what was her name um the girl jennifer gray jennifer gray is so uh, hot in that movie oh my god yeah yeah which is really funny is that like how she lost so many fans when she got surgery on her nose to fix her nose everybody was like so like that was like what people liked about her this unique look she was and, like the girl next door mm -hmm. and then she went all glam Stunning. She was stunning in that. Yeah. I thought she was cute when she was in Ferris Bueller like three years before that. Mm. I noticed her as being just. What, what's uh, weird is, oh yeah, Hungry Eyes. Hungry Eyes. Yeah. yeah that's, Eric Harmon, right? Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Yes. Yes. Eric Harmon. Um, but, but, the, but the interesting thing about that movie is, is that it's like this 40 year old dude like trying to bang on like a 16 year old. <laughs> so like. A little weird, yeah. That wouldn't get made today. <laughs> that would not get made today. At least not as a love story. It wouldn't get made. Actually, yeah. crime interesting. Drama. We got to throw in some interesting <laughs> trivia when we know it. Little interesting thing about Dirty Dancing. So it was filmed. Um, like all the the lodgings and a lot of stuff with the lake was filmed at a place called Mountain Lake Resort outside Blacksburg, Virginia. And I went oh, to school really? at Virginia Tech. We used to go up there all the time. There's a lot of caving opportunities up there. Anyway, the lake, and I can't remember the, what it's called, but it's it's got this thing where like every 80 or 100 years, it drains completely. This thing is huh. like scores of acres large. It's a huge lake. And it's the highest elevation lake east of the Mississippi. And like 15, 16 years ago, when I went to school, there was a lake. But like 15, 16 years ago, it just drained. To nothing and over the years it's been slowly filling back up it's some sort of geological phenomena that happened anyway that's it that was my little trivia for dirty <laughs> dancing i just thought that was interesting no um, okay that's a big lake to drain. it's a big lake to drain mm -hmm. so tom we're gonna i'm gonna pick we're gonna do finish our nine, nine. and you can jump in with your 10 and nine and then we'll jump back <laughs> so okay. number I did honorable mentions before, so I'll do 10 and 9 to catch up. I had Pulp Fiction as my number 10. I really liked it. Yeah. No, I mean, I liked it, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I put it number 10. And then number 9, which was like an awesome soundtrack for a horrible movie, was uh, Batman Forever. Oh, Just, yeah, Just is that did they have Kiss rocks. from Rose on there? Yeah, it had Hold Me, Throw Me, Kiss that Me, Kill Me from song. U2. <laughs> Has PJ Harvey on it, Kiss from a Rose. Um, Offspring is on it, Nick Cave, Method Man, Michael like, Hutchins. I do like, lips. I do like yeah. the Offspring a hell of a lot. And it was so, it was such a horrible movie and such a great soundtrack. Anyway, which one was that? Was that the second Michael Keaton one? No, that wasn't Psych. That's the one with Schwarzenegger and... Oh, it's yeah. Val Kilmer, isn't it? Val Kilmer oh, is and it? Schwarzenegger. 
Well, it's Val Kilmer as Batman, and it's like Schwarzenegger and Jim Carrey and Uma Uma Thurman. Um, and Val Kilmer, that dude didn't age well. Um, wow, but, he aged the. What's the opposite of aging? <laughs> oh, Tommy Lee Jones was in it too. Two Face was in oh, it. Oh, Two Face. Yeah, and okay. Jim Carrey is the Riddler. Riddler. Okay. So, Freeze. So, um, so it man, wasn't. You, you know what else was on that YouTube? Was it Kill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me? Yeah, that was which is song. one of their best songs, I think. I mean, that's a freaking power song. That is actually not a bad album. Yeah. So how but about your number nine? Like the shit compared to Pulp Fiction, asshole. I know, man. Like you put that before Pulp Fiction. I'm just like sitting here, like fucking what? It's I love Pulp Fiction. I love it. I just, maybe I'm just I got tired of it. I don't know, but it is a great soundtrack. It is fantastic. That's dead, baby. Um, so my number nine again. This is going into my years of watching, like loving film in my twenties, and and uh, Little Miss Sunshine with Steve Carell, mm. and um, fuck, I can't remember the rest. But uh, the reason why I love this uh, this soundtrack so much is because it has um, it introduced me to a band called Devotchka and Stefan uh, Sufan Stevens. Um, both of those bands are just incredible. Uh, they were like the darlings of, you know, indie, you know, back in the day, like, uh, Rolling Stone. I had a subscription to Rolling Stone before they went like just totally lame. Crazy. Yeah. I yeah they're just terrible now, but, but, you know, they were like the little darn, like them and, and Connor Oberst from, uh, Bright Eyes, who's gone off the, gone off the deep end as well, uh, lately. Uh, but who hasn't, I guess, but it has just such a great, uh, like Devonchka's in it. The, 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 I just, I love the feel that it has for the movie and it's a uh, great movie. It, yeah. It's, it, it's a fun movie. You know, it's, it gets dark, it gets sad, but you know, mm -hmm. in the end, everyone comes together and Alan Arkin dies and oh yeah. my God, girl's amazing. He's doing a heroin because what the fuck? Why not? Yeah. He's just, I'm going to just do heroin now. What's interesting is that that little girl Olive, she was wearing a fat suit in that movie. Really? So, yeah, because wow. you know, because she would didn't they were they were gonna because at the end they sort of go and do a, a talent show. Yeah. Or, or no, one of those beauty shows. Beauty shows, beauty pageant. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beauty pageant. So she was actually wearing a fat suit because she actually wasn't that chunky. Uh, so it, that, probably, you know, that movie probably started the craze, like the public knowledge of how those pageants work and all too. Yeah. Cause I really feel like after that is when you started seeing like all these little, like John Bonet was right around that time, I think. No, so, John like, Bonet was in the nineties. Yeah. That was earlier. When was, when was Little Miss Sunshine? Not, uh, 2006. So like, oh, mid wow, really? okay. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. Um, no, that's a the, that one had a great soundtrack. That I don't know any of the artists on it, but I know that like there was a vibe and the music was certainly like it flowed. Everything flowed well with that movie. That movie is a masterpiece, honestly, in a lot of ways. Movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. You no, know I just so I can as an honorable mention, I did want to throw in Gross Point Blank. That movie had one hell of a soundtrack to it too. Um, and another John Cusack movie with uh, the one where he's say anything, the, say anything. Those are my two, my two. In your eyes, <laughs> so, Peter Gabriel. In your eyes, an amazing song. Yeah, yeah. Peter Gabriel's awesome. Um. So, Tom, give us your ten and nine. Oh gosh, it better not be Pulp Fiction. God damn it. 
I'm oh, sorry, man. So, you got to be a little controversial on these, right? <laughs> stir the Why, pot. Did he not, you stir the EP, pot. did you not like Pulp Fiction? Or, or no, everybody just, just said I put that. It, I put it at 10. So. Yeah. Oh, EP, you wanted it higher? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that soundtrack. I'd it like it higher, but dude, my first nine are just so rocking. Oh, he has a fire <laughs> list coming. Okay, okay. Hey, fair enough. Picking a top ten soundtrack, it's really tough because there's different types of sound. There's the ones like Pulp Fiction where you're just grabbing a hodgepodge of songs from that are already out there and you're putting them into you're trying to blend them with the movie yep. and then there's other movies where the soundtrack is 100 percent original there's ones with the scores sometimes you have musicals obviously which could probably be in we're, their own we're category putting, putting all those those are all it's more about what moved you it, it, it's about it's about right. you know yeah what um yeah but tom's right that i mean there are different types and they, you know, when right, they right, all move but, you in their own way. Yeah. Uh, so then but they, the, which are the ones that, if you were to go and buy 10 soundtracks, be it for a musical, be it for a movie, what would be the top 10 that you would buy is kind of what we're going with. So um, like you like Grease? Fuck yeah, man. It's great. It's a great yeah. movie. Great soundtrack. I don't know that I'd buy the soundtrack right away, though. Well, again, I mean, a musical, and it's it's all original music, I think, written Typically. for that uh, screenplay. So, I mean, that Grease, you know, the sound of music, just great songs in there built into those movies. But you got to, you're like, okay. And trying to come up with a favorite top 10 soundtracks, cause, and I looked online, I was cheating a little bit. You can't find two top tens that are the same. Mm. Nobody agrees. I mean, just there's just so many to choose from. Um, well, we're not even agreeing. Mike picked Pulp Fiction number ten. <laughs> Clearly, Mikey P and myself have it far higher on the list. But there's but so not... many others. There's so many. I mean, there's literally so many. Um, mm -hmm. God, I don't even know where to start. I can give you. Do you want us to come back? Okay, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, soundtrack. Okay, absolutely. That, yeah, spaghetti. Perfect. Western. That's a solid. Yeah. I mean, I, it's it's one that we would know if we heard. We would we would at least be able to guess. Oh yeah, that's definitely. Oh, you like, would if you heard it. Yeah. The I, Italian and, composer who did that. I mean, he, yeah. yes, he's it's just incredible. Um, he, he did all of those. Uh, fistful yeah. of dollars, you know. For a few it, dollars it, more. The the what was interesting about that is that um, Danger Mouse and Danger Mouse ended up doing a, a kind of an ode to uh, Marcone and uh, what was the name of that album? Danger Mouse. Um, Danger Mouse. <laughs> Danger Mouse yeah. is a, is a producer. He did he was like a part of yeah. He was a part of like um, of Nars Barkley. I don't know if you're familiar with Nars Barkley, yeah. uh, but but he uh, is, but he's like a pretty big producer. He's produced for like the Black Keys, uh, a lot of the Black Keys albums. He's produced for Beck. He's produced for um, uh, he he also has a band with a guy from I can't remember. Fucking see, I'm just a burnout. But yeah, uh, it's called Broken Bells. Uh, oh, I love that man. Yeah, Broken, I love Bell Broken Bells. Um, let me see. Uh, 
I'll give you my number nine. Yeah, please go ahead. While you're, you're going. Um, and there's just, it's so difficult to put them in any order. How about the, the soundtrack to the movie Rocky? Was that yes. the perfect oh, soundtrack shit. of yeah. all the time? Final, is Final Countdown's on that, right? Yeah. That, da, na, 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 no, da, no, 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 no. That's Rocky. not it? No, Final Countdown was in the movie Final Countdown. Yeah. Oh, was zero. it? That was a different movie. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, no, Final Countdown is called Europe from 1987. I'm so sorry. It's the final <laughs> yeah. That was a great movie. If you, uh, that's a forgotten gem. Now, that movie called Final Countdown. Now, now I'm anyway, That was a different... That, it was not in the movie Final Countdown. My bad, it was, everybody. It was not? No. The Final Charlie Countdown, the Sheen, Martin Sheen movie? Yeah. I don't think it was in. It the movie. wasn't in that movie. No, I think Final Countdown came out before 1987. I think. There's no way that was not in that movie. There's okay. There's you go way. on. I'm gonna Google it. You okay. Just, you guys go to number eight. I know my Euro. Got to be in there. So Rocky, is Rocky not in your top ten? It's not. But it's it, it it great. Final Countdown was in. Final it Countdown. It was in Rocky Four, I think. Yeah. Okay, no. No. Well, no. No. Everything Rocky was all like foreigner. I had the tiger. I had the tiger. Thank you. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. The tiger, thrill of the fight. I don't associate Final Count. I mean, uh, maybe it was in the in the movie, no, but no, I, wasn't. I don't associate. Survivor, foreigner. Oh. They're they're all very Final Countdowny kind of bands. To a never mind. I was wrong. I was wrong. Tom, <laughs> you're okay. right. I'm an asshole. I'm still an asshole, guys. I'm still the was asshole. It, was Final no, Countdown Mikey, in Final Countdown? Wait, I'm looking it up. Go ahead. Go to number eight. Okay, okay. number um, eight. Number eight, Zeus. So Start for me, I'm going to go with uh, a little a little film called uh, Train Spotting. You might know. Oh, yeah. Iggy one. Pop's on Iggy that. Pop, I'll yeah. just give you a couple. Iggy Pop. Uh, Lust for Life. That's a great. That's a great song. Um, what else? Blondie's on there. Run DMC's on there. Uh, I want to say the, the Clash is on there. Queen, Radio Gaga, fucking great song. Um, what's that? Like, ten to ten? I can't even know that. Wait, name everyone. I, what are all the songs? Do you have it in front of you? Uh, yeah. Oh, let me go back. Uh, There's one song on there. I can't remember what it's called, but it's freaking awesome. So uh, it's relax. See. Only God knows. Dreaming. It's like that. Rain or shine. Slow. Slippy. Slippy. Is that is a bad ass song, man. I love that song. I like I like the name of this other Born, song. It's called you know, Born Slippy. Scott I think it's called Born Slippy. <laughs> it's called <laughs> Slow Slippy. Slow Slippy. Or maybe it's hmm. Yeah, but that's a that's that movie is all about the music. The music is such a big part of that. Love that movie. Um Very good. Are you sure there's not another one called Born Slippy on there? Or some other slippy song. Born Slippy is on the trains. Yeah. Yeah, so. that song is rocking. Um, number eight, Mikey. All right. Um, oh. I, I wanted to close up. Oh, are you talking about Michael? Michael. Yeah, we're going. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So number eight, I had uh, Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Just four dollars, and for a few dollars more, and more account, more in general. 
That's that's fair. I mean, that those are solid. And, and just to sort of close up the loose end I brought up earlier, the Danger Mouse and Danielle Lupi is mm -hmm. Danielle Lupi. The name of the album is Rome, and they actually go to Italy. They actually like get um, like uh, choruses from there. I think they're using some musicians from those original soundtracks, and uh, it the. I think what who's on this there's just like so many amazing um there's amazing guest artists on there I wish I could fucking find the guest artist but I guess I can't well that whole period of movie like that whole genre was unto itself I mean you were talking about was it Fellini no the the director um he did all those spaghetti westerns for a while Sergio Leone yes Sergio Leone, Leone. He like man. He just owned the. He owned that, except for I'll say once upon a time, in the West, which I don't think was Leon. Um, was very much like those movies, but it was. It was him. It was him. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, so there you go. He owned them all. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a hell of a fucking movie. That's no, right. He was. He was great. That one actually, even though I love Eastwood and I love, you know, Good, Bad, and the Ugly, Once Upon a Time in the West is an um, is just an epically amazing, amazing film, especially for the time, as violent as it was. And, and it's got just, Charles Bronson in it, man. It's got, um, is it Jack Elam is in it? I think so. Dude, it's still, it's still got one of the best opening scenes. Sorry, we got to say this. Are you there with the fly? Well... I don't know about that one, but when Bronson comes into the train station and the guys come to pick him up and they've got like the it's four guys on horseback and the train leaves and Bronson's on the other side of the tracks. And the, one of the guys says, oh, man, looks like we uh, brought one few one few horse for you or something like that. We didn't bring enough horses. We brought one few horse, one few too many horses. I can't man, I can't freaking talk. Anyway, <laughs> too many Bronson, Bronson's like, looks like he brought three too many. Right. That's like, he only needs one. Right. Yeah, he needs one horse. So there's a little known thing in Hollywood. They have these guys called fly wranglers, right? And if you have to have like, if you had to have a fly doing something in a movie, they actually tie this little thin filament to the fly, and they and they fly and they let it just they limit where it can fly, so it tends to land where they want it to. So Jack Elam, I'm pretty sure it's Jack Elam that's in he's there. the one with the crazy eyes. No, yeah, the crazy eyes. Um, he's there's one scene where he's sitting there and this fly is just bouncing all over his face. His yeah. face is dripping sweat. The funny thing about it is they didn't use a wrangler. He just sat there and let that fly bounce all over oh his God. face. It was like the same scene, like right before the train yeah. got there. It, yeah. it, that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie, knowing that, because it's just like that would dry. I would be. You know, I'd be bad. And, Hen and Henry Fonda is vicious in that. And he was playing against type. He was playing the baddie. Oh, man, that's such a good movie. Good. Such that's a dark movie. Makes him even darker because he's normally a good guy. All right, Mike, you're up. Number eight. Number eight. I, I went Forrest Gump. I went Forrest Gump. Uh, the, the, the soundtrack is solid. It, it's it's a great encapsulation of, of, the, uh, of the time periods they're covering on yep. there. Yep. Um, you know, like they one of the best. And a hard movie to do a soundtrack for because it covers so much time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, and like I think they uh hold on, let me pull it up just because I mean they like 
there's not a dud on that soundtrack. No, I used to jam that so much when I was a kid, like just over and over and over again. And I think it was a double disc too. Yep. Um, yeah, that Joan Baez on there, the Supremes, Doobie Brothers, uh, Bob Seger, BJ Thomas, Joy to the World comes make that wasn't CCR on? Yeah, of course, Fortunate Son when they're doing oh, yeah. the when they're doing the helicopters. Any and, Vietnam yeah. movie. Yeah, has any to have v- yeah. <laughs> yeah, has to have CCR. There's not a lot of albums that you can turn it on and listen to it from start to finish as it's delivered and not stop at some point and or rather go do it all the way from start to finish this is one of those albums i can listen to that album i've done it i mean short of putting in the second cd but yeah (laughs) yeah man fucking amazing album solid it's solid it's a solid it's a solid and the movie's cool you know apparently there's a forrest gump too there's a book but yeah it's called another gump Oh god! And oh, I heard it's awful. You've read it? It's good. I heard it's awful. Oh, you? No, heard I read it. it. It was good. Yeah, it's as good as the first one. No, not but... a chance. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a good read. Everybody expects the second one to be as good as the first one. It's like, man, how you? How do you like for any movie? I mean, what? What's? What's a movie where the second one? I mean, like Rocky, right? Rocky. I feel like the second one, the third one. I I thought that those movies got progressively better. There are some. The series got went on. I'll give Aliens. you my, my number eight soundtrack, which is a movie where the second one was good. Uh, Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. A great soundtrack. Yeah. I mean, oh, just yeah. classic soundtrack. Yeah. And Empire Strikes Back was. Uh, Tom went heavy on scores for this. Which one. is which I is like scores I think better. I uh, yeah. they're more like specific. I mean, some uh, songs they they do get kind of latched onto a movie, like the Reservoir Dogs that one stuck in the middle with you right. you know some songs you whenever you hear them you always think of the movie but there's usually for me it's like the score is more iconic yeah little the reservoir dog soundtrack is awesome because you can take little green bag and take you and your buds walking and slow it down and it looks awesome like with little green bag playing in the background <laughs> like the credits yeah. it just always works like it doesn't even matter like you can do yeah, it any, for anything. Dick in this year and <laughs> you just cut to you just cut to a medium close-up of you know the wide shot and then the medium close-up of each person with that song it's beautiful it works yeah, man. all right so whose turn is it now me again you're yeah number seven number seven yeah <clears throat> I am going to go with, damn, yeah, you know what, I'd probably have Forrest Gump higher, so I'm going to go with a little, little, little black gentleman from Milwaukee, oh, talk man. about life being an electric word. Minneapolis. Yeah. Is it Minneapolis? I was like, who's from ah! Milwaukee? Yeah, hey, one, Milwaukee. two, three, cut that. The musician <laughs> that made Milwaukee famous. Purple Rain. <laughs> that, that album. That album is. <laughs> fuck you. Put Milwaukee in the map. Purple Rain is. Tried to be all poignant and smart. No, no, yeah, no, man. He's awesome. Get all over myself. He, he, goddamn, that's a good album. His greatness is going to be like discovered and realized by multiple generations he's, past us. Well, he did that Batman movie. Years. He did the one bat. What was it? The first Batman, where first, he did the entire Batman. soundtrack all mm-hmm. by himself. Batman, amazing. Did he really? Yeah. yeah, 
He did the whole soundtrack for Batman. The first didn't like it. Though, yeah. Is it the Michael Keaton one? Yeah, the first one. Damn, that's dope. Yeah, I mean, but he's just incredible. I mean, he uh, is just amazing. He he is amazing. And he was already huge before he did Purple Rain. Like like, didn't he do nineteen? What was the one? Nineteen ninety nine. And yeah. he has he had a couple he had like two albums in the seventies I thought and he had such he like won. a he had like this Motown meets like rock and roll he like, was prolific Wilson Pickett meets kind of vibe to him like he just did some shit that had not been done he the mold he made his own mold it, you know I will say his performance on Saturday Night Live where it was the first time Lauren Michaels let someone do. A, a, a full seven minute stretch, seven or eight minute stretch without breaking it off, breaking it in two, like they always do. That is amazing, man. That is such a great seven or eight minutes. And then his halftime show for the Super Bowl was, it, I don't think that's ever going to be topped. And he was like, he was like, Super right Bowl there. halftime show. He was like right in the heart of the beginning of, of uh, MTV. He, there were always mm. the, these gay rumors. He, he, I remember he used to hear the one that he 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 jerk off his guitar and it would spray stuff all over it, like just all these <laughs> crazy rumors. Like he was a rumor magnet, and yet a quiet guy. Hmm. Apparently, pretty 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 much a sweetheart that, of a guy, short of the fentanyl thing. Did you see? Do you guys are you familiar with that uh, story that Charlie Murphy told on Chappelle about Prince making him pancakes? Yeah, you haven't seen that. Yes, yeah. it's hilarious. Basketball, yeah, comedy gold, man. It's comedy yeah. gold. It's absolutely great. And then he released the song Breakfast, Breakfast in, in Bed. Breakfast can't wait. Breakfast, Breakfast can't wait. wait. Yeah, or can wait. Breakfast. Can wait. Can we? And, and that song on his yeah. cover, and it's that so, song is dope too. Yeah. That song is so he, good. He reinvented himself over and over, like from 1999 uh, to Pol to Purple Rain. I keep wanting to say Pulp Fiction, um, like just different sounding albums. And then, like what? A couple years later, he does Kiss, which is nothing like anything he did before. And you wanted to hate it, but tell me. Tell me you don't like that song. I love that song. song. He I was. Love the, I love the tones of the guitar, like yeah. just how upfront his voice is, and almost dry. How dry his voice is. Like there's not a lot of like reverb and stuff on it. It's just like a very dry song that just is just uh, just every piece of it, every every rhythm on the guitar, every rhythm of synths and, and drums is all perfectly placed to, to make this really He was a composer. Amazing. He was more of a composer. Oh, yeah. he was just so artist. Mike, I'm not I'm not a musician, but I've always regarded him as like an amazing guitarist. Is he I mean is he yes. like a multi instrumentalist. Yeah. But he was and, very he was an he's excellent great player. at all of them. Yeah. 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 I mean he's so I mean you would consider him a like Oh yeah, he would be guitarist. on the list. He would be he on like the Randy Rhodes. I mean, I did, but I don't know anything. I just yeah. so yeah. Okay. He'd be a top twenty probably. He's uh, yeah. He, yeah, yeah, he rips, man. He definitely rips. Like you, you see those, um, you see them playing live and stuff. I mean, the thing was that he ripped on like a lot of instruments, and like his first album, he just recorded. I'm pretty sure he recorded by himself. I think there was wow. a couple. Of, I mean, he just would. That's what he did. You know, he was just programmed. Like he, he seemed kind of spectrumy to me. Like you know, I bet he was on the spectrum. Uh, he was probably like uh, uh, Asperger's. Yeah, something like that. Because but, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. 
No, it's okay. Well, he just seems like he was just drawn to making music, and that's like what he did. You know what I mean? Like, and, just... I'm sorry. And and here's the other interesting thing about it. It's not, you know, it was he could he rip as hard as like Randy Rhodes? Maybe not, or Jimi Hendrix? No. But again, that's why I say he's a composer. Like, it wasn't like the speed or the fiery way he did it. it was the the collection of notes and how he did it and like how he put all those different sounds together like but well, just could. the whole style too he could he could probably he could he could do the speed of like randy Rhodes and stuff too like probably, I, he had but, that in him but he he definitely had his own style yeah like like mike was saying he definitely has his own style he has his own uh, presence he has his own sound you know like mm -hmm. specific and he created sound. other artists he uh, yeah that's what i was gonna say he was more of like a producer i mean he he was, he was a, a big yeah he got a lot he gave a lot of people their start for sure sheila e. I, maybe i should have moved him up on my list <laughs> and plus the other thing i liked about him i've always Perfect. liked artists whether they're musicians or filmmakers or actors who shift gears and don't do the same thing again and again and again. And Prince, like from one album to the next, he he could like completely shift gears on you and like go in a whole other direction and still make it work. You know, he was uh, he was that was a big loss losing him. Yeah. Um, so for my number seven, um, just a little story on this one. So my my dad. Uh, had some records like you know maybe like two little boxes of lps so it was like kingston trio uh paul simon or simon garfunkel stuff uh bob dylan joan baez like that was like and it was like under the stairs like he hadn't listened to it for years you know my sister and i would go through there and pull stuff out uh ccr like every ccr album and he had this album in there uh henry mancini who i didn't know who he was and um no, Henry Mancini is amazing. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it's the soundtrack for Experiment in Terror from 1962, which is sort of a little bit of a goofy horror movie. And his, the soundtrack for that, uh, the title track for it, and everything else on it is so fun. It is just, it's sort of like creepy drive-in horror movie, 60s goofy, bizarre. Um and I just, I started listening to it when I was a kid. I still have it. And um, I, I, it's probably one of the albums that I've listened to uh, the most in my life. Because I'll just crack it out like every few months, you know, or like, and, I, and I'll listen to the whole thing like three times. But anyway, it's a, it's a fantastic soundtrack. And the ironic thing is I've never seen the movie. I've never actually seen the movie. And, I, and I'm a movie guy. Like, I should totally, I got to make a point of seeing it. I've never seen the movie. But anyway, so Experiment in Terror by Henry Mancini. It's a great, great soundtrack. Why do I want to keep saying that Henry Mancini did the Pink Panther song? He did. He did. Oh, okay. Did. Thank yeah, you. he did Pink Panther. Yeah. All right. Thank I was you. just looking at, he also did The Godfather. Oh, the shit. Theme, that mm. main theme for The Godfather. Mm -hmm. Yeah, should, I did not probably know be on our top tens, uh, but um, yeah, he was uh, he was huge. Yeah, man. So you're up, Mike, for number oh. seven. So number seven for me is Boogie Nights. Oh wow, Boogie Nights, P.T. Anderson's. I think when when was that? Maybe in the '90s, maybe late '90s. I can't remember. '99 or something like that. 98. Yeah. 
I mean, Boogie Nights, just, I remember watching that movie and just, you know, Dirk Diggler, like one of the best, you know, <laughs> names for a porn star ever, you know, um, just it, it, the whole album has, it, I mean, and, and I remember having the CD and it was another double CD it, it, and there was not only did, was it a double CD, but there was two volumes. There was so much music packed into this that it was that you had to uh that, that there was a volume two with a wow. whole nother uh a whole nother um a whole nother double album of 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 music so i i just love it i mean you know like disco is fun uh but but there's <laughs> i remember the scene my favorite song off of that and i can't remember what the this hell is Saturday night fever i'm just guessing no boogie nights boogie nights oh. um uh what's this who does mo motor in motor in what to pass for fly um i'll look it up but that 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 scene on there um uh, is it, just fantastic which i can't remember what is it the scene where they're night ranger night ranger yes yes okay. and and he's um and he's uh it's the scene where they're like uh there's somebody they're in the house buying cocaine and they're about to rob them and the, that song's going off someone's lighting firecrackers in the in the house and it's just like the most fucked up shit and like they end up killing somebody it's i think right they end up shooting somebody and they run yeah, out william h Macy. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. William H. Macy finds his wife banging somebody, and he and she's always fucking other dudes. Like she always, he's like the cuck of the century. It's just, it's great. Uh, it's just Here's such a funny thing. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Please go ahead. What's the funny? There's thing? A, a hilarious thing about that movie is you know the song that him and John C. Riley are singing in the beginning. It's not a song. You got the touch. Yeah. Right? So here's the funny thing. It's it's a full song, but it's just a piece of shit song. It's right. like so 80s. It's ridiculous. Right. So um, Tom will relate to this. We we are intimately connected to Poland, and there's this guy Adam Mowish. He's a he's a famous uh, ski jumper, right? And I'm over in Poland, right? And they have this highlight reel of all all his jumps and how awesome he is what song are they playing in the background through this you got the touch <laughs> that's amazing and they're like not hitting the notes either like it's just it's all they're singing off key it's it's fantastic you gotta check out that soundtrack oh my god just watching that and going this is pulling in a fucking nutshell Let's go. <laughs> they took that song and they were like this thing's got pizzazz <laughs> Screen doors on submarines. Let's go. <laughs> so right. funny. Number seven. Yep. Can I cheat a little bit? I'll, I'm going to yeah. give you a composer who did many movies. bunch. Uh, Hans Zimmer. Oh, yeah. I love oh, yeah. Hans Zimmer. Can you do, uh, oh, like yeah. Beverly Hills Cop? In... No, that's Axel. Oh, oh. Axel Axel. Yeah, Hans Zimmer did Pirates of the Caribbean, Da Vinci Code, Inception, oh. all of those. And a lot of them, they sound very similar, and I love the sound. And I've got like a bunch of his soundtrack titles like downloaded yeah. on my playlist. So, and I don't know if any of the individual movies. I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean is a great uh, soundtrack, and Inception and Da Vinci Code, but. Just Hans Zimmer in general. I just wanted to throw him out as my number seven. 
Yo, but he also did. He also did a uh, uh, never-ending story. He was a part of the never-ending story. Never-ending yeah. story, man. Dude, George, George, did he write that song or he no, must have did a, something else? That's a that's a whole different band. But he he the did Lock a lot Dragon. of synthy stuff. He did a lot of the synthy stuff, like Giorgio, um, Giorgio. Marauder uh, did Giorgio a lot Marauder, of the stuff. Yeah, Marauder, uh, Midnight Express. Right? Did he do that too? No, that was Giorgio. Oh, that's the name Marauder. of the song. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Didn't Giorgio Moroder write Danger Zone? No, that's Kenny Loggins. I know. I know Kenny Loggins sang it. <laughs> Mike is stuck on these Danger Marauder, Zones, Marauder, final countdowns. Moroder did something on Top Gun. He definitely he did something. I don't know if it was uh, Top Gun theme. Anyway, Top sorry. Gun had a bunch of different songs in it. But... So yeah, Hans Zimmer. Zimmer. You see his name everywhere. He's got... Tons of Oscars, I know that. And he's got a composer's name. It's like when he was born, it's like Hans Zimmer. Ah, he's going to be a composer. <laughs> yeah, like, what else are you going to do? Yeah. Better Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> God. One of the two. He, All right, he, Zeus. Oh, shit. Six. He did Take My Breath Away. Take My Breath Away. I knew he did one of those. Wait, he wrote that? Or he what? wrote the song, yeah. Wow. Kidding. Like, Whose song was that? was uh Blonde. Someone named Blondie? No. No, not Blondie. Sing that. No, I think it was Nina. I want to say it was Nina. He wrote the no, song, but I... that sang it, right? Take my breath. Berlin, Berlin, Berlin. The, that's the it. Wow. Berlin. Oh, that makes sense with the Nazi connection. Yeah. <laughs> the Nazi connection. It's a, so it's a Nazi song. Yeah. <laughs> Take my breath. I didn't away. even know he did. Okay, that it's, makes it's my pick has to even do better. With, uh, Concentration camps. Take my breath away. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh. Okay, Michael. Zeus, you're editing this one, remember. All right, Whoa. Zeus, you're up. <laughs> Who farted? I'm up, huh? You're up number six. Um, okay, from, from, num from number six, everybody, you have to sing your, your soundtrack song. And we'll see if we can guess it. I don't know if that's going to be possible. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I just, yeah. Uh, Seems unlikely. Uh, so my number six, huh? Hmm. I mean, I'm probably going to go, this is, I'm going to go with The Commitments. It's a not mm. a really well-known movie. Oh, yeah. But I just, I'm a huge Wilson Pickett fan. Mm. Um, I love my Motown. And the cool thing about it is one of my other movies, one of my other soundtracks is going to come from one of the artists from that movie. But um, Mustang Sally was not on there. Mustang Sally was on it. It was all Wilson Pickett tunes. Dude, that album when that came out, when that movie came out, and that album came out, it was like a phenomenon. Like that thing, it, you couldn't swing just, a dead cat without hearing that sound. It was this for like a year. Redheaded Irish kid that could wail like he was born in South Detroit. Like he was fucking amazing, and just it was just a well done movie. But man, when Whenever that guy would get up on stage, I would say the soundtrack was bigger than the movie. Oh, and the movie's really good. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm not talking about whether it's good or not. I'm saying I think the soundtrack was bigger than the movie. I, I think bet it you got an Oscar though, so they're probably pretty. I, that soundtrack sold like it crazy, was, man. It was such a great soundtrack, and I mean, really, I mean, the cool thing about it, it was none of the original artists singing it. Mm. It was all just this. This hodgepodge, they got a guy that could sing, they got a guy that could play the guitar, but really, in real life, they could sing and they could play the guitar, but they were not known. 
Nobody from that except for Glenn Hansard. And I think the guy that's from, he's from uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. He was in 28 Days Later. This weird little guy. He was in Train Spotting. Mm. Um, he's about the most famous guy that was in it. But, but it's kind of cool to see something like that where it was all just no-name people and they crushed it. Just crushed it. But yeah, that's one of my one of my favorite like original soundtracks or you know, the artists are all originals. Yeah, it's a good one. Well, Very I'll um my number six we've already talked about, so we can go right to Mike. Um, and it's Purple Rain. All right. Purple Rain. Can you guess it? You see? Yeah. Yeah, I can. Well, yeah. So, uh, yeah it's probably a bad it was song. Kind of in this title. But that was yeah, that was my number six was Purple Rain, which we really talked about. So you're yeah, up, Mike. Um, so I, for number six, um, I don't even know if that would rank number six in my, in my life, but, uh, or in my thing, but it's in there or no number six. Oh shit. No, number six, number six is Friday. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm a fan of gangster rap. I love Dr. Dre. I yeah. love Ice Cube. So it's like Great that. Yeah, knock the fuck out. That's ring ding dong too. that that song is ding, great ring ding dong ding 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 dong yeah man Get your heads. yeah <laughs> exactly so friday for me the movie's awesome you know like it was it was uh, ice cube's first uh attempt at writing a movie and it was such a smash hit you know and there's like three of them or is there three of them or four of them maybe i don't I think, I think there's it's... four yeah it was like Next Friday, yeah, Friday yeah, after Friday next. next month, uh, one year from Friday. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we talked about this, but Ice Cube's son was in the Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, oh, series. Oh, really? Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, there you go. Some fun facts. So, yeah, I, I, I like I, I like Gangster Rev, so, you know, I, I had to throw on Friday. Gotta like some nice. Um, number six, I'll give you another um, George Lucas movie. I said Star Wars from a number eight, but... Before he did Star Wars, um, American Graffiti. Oh, okay. That was, that I don't was, know if you guys remember this. Uh, yep. Great soundtrack. And the way they mix, I mean, it. talk about a soundtrack, you know, fitting with the movie to that degree. Uh, and it had a huge, it had like 40 plus songs. Um, Rock Around the Clock, uh, Runaway. Uh, Runaways, Buddy Holly at the Hop, the Stroll when they would do like the cruising up and down the street. That was they actually had the, Mike's like, Wolfman like Jack kind of mixed in to the movie as well. Like, it's, like kind of like a, it was almost like listening to the radio like all the way through the movie. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's my number six. So. That was my honorable mention. My oh, honorable oh, mention. That's that right. was that was it wasn't uh, ten. It was uh, my dad had the 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 the, the quadruple vinyl. Which was like, you know, full. It's a huge movie. soundtrack. Yeah. It's one of those movies where they play, and a lot of movies do, where they just play like little snippets of the song, mm -hmm. and then the whole song, the entire song will be on the soundtrack. Right. But the, you know. No, it's a fantastic soundtrack. So, All right. Number five. So for me, my number five, and this one for me, I'd put it higher, except just the other ones are so stellar for me. But I have to say uh, the soundtrack for the movie, and it's it's odd because it re it's one of the ones that really makes the movie. It's why I went to go see the movie when I heard the the main song, and that's, that's the crow. Mm. Oh, the crow is, and it and it it much like the big chill that we'd mentioned earlier, or American Graffiti. 
fit in the time period that they are. Big time. The Crow was all grunge. Like, oh yeah, music wow. made it more. Everybody on that album exploded, if not before that, after it. And also had Helmet on there, had like The Cure. Was yeah, Cure? Rage Against the Machine? Stone, Stone Temple, Temple Pilots. Pilots. Violence Rollins, Rollins Band. Was Pantera. <laughs> Nine Inch Nails. Nice. That was a ridiculous album, man. That, Jesus and Mary Chain was on that. But just, just for the big empty. Driving faster in my car. But oh, Nine Inch Nails, Dead Souls, the, the, the Joy wow. Division cover, that was pretty awesome. That was an amazing soundtrack. Like, one of the soundtracks of, like, my youth. Like, I can't get past that. I would... Uh, I'm not gonna get my next one. My next one will match up with this one pretty close, but yeah, That's a good I, pick. and such a yeah. great movie, and the mu and the music fitted so. Oh yeah, well. the darkness, the there was redemption in the whole feel. The whole feel of the soundtrack matched the movie perfectly, and, yeah. and everything about that movie was a little bit of art, like the the cover with him standing there, just kind of walking in mm. through the big white. Oh man, just a that was good killer album anyway i'm 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 spent and i'm yeah i'm not um <laughs> i'm just i'm just speeding up a little bit just keeping an eyeball on the time because we're only half done that's why i'm jumping but uh my number five was uh is repo man soundtrack nice. <laughs> which is again i still have the cassette <laughs> i'm surprised it survived um yeah if you're not familiar with it if you like early punk if you like you know you know suicidal tendencies the plugs, circle jerks circle huh? yeah. jerks are on it iggy Black pop makes an appearance again wow that's um fears on there man it is and if you haven't seen the movie such a weird was movie repo, matt was that like emilio i'm thinking of like wesley snipes but that's not no, no it was it was emilio Estevez and what the f the old guy's name he was in everything he played he frog handles Oh, oh yeah i know who you mean i can't remember oh, his name that but guy yeah it, it's 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 a road movie kind of but it's hard to explain it's definitely a punk movie it's about it directed, two repo men <laughs> it was directed or written right? by michael nesmith yeah it's really yeah it's a um okay. there's like a ford rambler that's carrying a alien body in it um, but it's such a backdrop to the rest. It's of the just, movie. yeah, it's just, it's an excuse that's to have a, a movie. Yeah, that's <laughs> I a backdrop. See, I, I've it's that. important, but it doesn't. It's a hidden gem movie. It's a, um, it is a hidden gem. Oh, and actually, it's absolutely. It's got one of the best openings too, because like the they have the shot from behind and this Ford with the alien in the back. It's crossing across like the LA freeway from screen right, right to screen left. So it's like it's crossing left, but it's got the right blinker on. So this just, sounds like. 1995 somewhere in there 84 no, i think it was 80 80, earlier yeah. it was yeah. early 80s it was, it was early 80s it was a Festivus? very eclectic film it was it was so bizarre michael nesmith either directed it or wrote it or both i can't remember it's driving wow. me crazy not knowing this guy's I name i think it was i think it was Harry Dean first Stanton? movie harry dean stanton harry yes. dean stanton yes from he pumpkin head so fame and yeah <laughs> <laughs> he was so good so anyway like, yeah cool just classic movie classic soundtrack all right all right mike you're up 
Uh, so number five for me was <laughs> Royal Tenenbaums, and again, this is going on my twenties. I was like, I loved. I, at this time period, I love this kind of music. Well, I mean, it had Elliot Smith on it, and then and then it was like sort of um, mixed in with like this classical music where it had like these little quintets and uh, quintets or, or whatever on it. Um, it. It's so like I just Nick Drake's on it. it it's, oh wow! And Nico's on it, and Velvet Underground. So it it has like a great eclectic feel, and and going along the lines of Juno, it has that same feel. And and in this time period, Wes Anderson made this sort of this vibe of movie sort of popular, and a lot of people were sort of going after it, like Jason Reitman was in Juno. Yeah. So I I, I really I, I really all the same set of artists too. Yeah, there is some same troop. Similar yeah. Troupe. So it, it just it just went along in that whole time period where I liked and and the movie itself is is cool you know like it just it just was a cool movie and um, you know now that now that I look back at it there's a bunch of elitist fucks but <laughs> it, it's just very funny uh, Wes Anderson you could tell probably grew up you know in the high end of the of the money spectrum that's but cool. that's okay yeah. but not not that I'm not here to eat the rich I'm just you know yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. <laughs> there you go. Zeus knows. All right. My number five. I'm going to give you a movie. There probably aren't very many like this, but it's got that traditional score. And then it also has like the regular like pop music kind of mixed in. Back to the Future. Oh. Think that about... Yeah, think about that main score to that movie, mm -hmm. which was great. Uh, I love that uh, main score. And then you got the Huey Lewis stuff mixed in there, and uh, oh, man. Johnny Lewis B. Bad is mixed in there. I mean, it's, it's, there aren't Johnny very many Good. movies like that where you've got the sort of the the, the score and then the other songs, contemporary the songs, songs, and mixed then older in. songs. Yeah. 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 So that's and gonna it all be works. Johnny fun. Be good? Isn't Johnny Be Good in one of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's and it works. That, that first one, the main first one. one. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. great. All right, you're up, Zeus. Number so four. Four for me. Four for me is maybe not the best movie, but as far as pure '90 soundtracks, I gotta go with singles. Mm. Anybody remember that movie? Oh yeah, no. it was all Alice and Chain, Cameron Crowe. Yeah, Cameron Crowe really crushed it for a while there. Um, it was all Alice and Chains and Pearl Jam, Other Love Bone, uh, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, and then they were in the movie. <laughs> they were <laughs> in the movie Damon, too. Matt Damon couldn't have played a grunge guy better it's probably one of his best roles if you or matt dillon was it matt Di matt dillon oh, did i say matt damon matt yeah. damon, matt damon. Um, <laughs> yeah it was before he was dillon, born it's like um matt <laughs> dillon was amazing and eddie and eddie vetter i've been screwing i've been just off by a little bit on a few things but there's this great scene in the movie where it's eddie it's like eddie vetter and chris cornell and then stone goddard you either know them or you don't, but they're all big grunge guys. And Matt Damon's bitching because their album isn't doing well. And Eddie Vedder fucking, they're all watching like National Geographic, high as kites. And, and he's like, he's like, I can't believe this Matt Dillon is. And Eddie Vedder just looking stoned as hell. He's like, dude, a vote for us is a vote for you. But just 
how fucking stoned he comes off is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. But and that yeah. was before they were even, that was before 10 came out. That movie probably launched grunge on a couple levels. It was, it was big when it came out. And I mean, Allison Chains, when does my Wi Fi here is weird, but find out when Man in the Box came out and when Singles came out. I'll bet you they're within a year. Singles came out in 92. That sounds about right. I'll bet Man in the Box was either a year before or a year after, somewhere around. 1990. Yeah, makes it all came out around the same time. It all just blew up right around there. Doc Martens, flannels, <laughs> everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man. That's a well, solid movie. So it, it, I've never seen that movie. That's great. Well, I mean, obviously, I was I was a little ass kid at the time, but I mean, I, so I still good. like Nirvana and stuff like that when I was real little. So I don't know. Anyway, it's really good. If I'll you like that out. music, you got to see that movie. Yeah, man, that music's bad. It's kind. Of, it's definitely like a slacker movie, though. Mm. Oh, I mean, it is a love. It's kind of a, a rom com a little bit too. But 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 not obnoxious with mm -hmm. it, like. The people people don't end up with who you thought they would in it, like the Matt Damon Bridget mm -hmm. Fonda connection. Oh yeah, Bridget Fonda. You're totally expecting they're gonna that. they're gonna hook up, and they don't. And like you know, just all you just you just completely ruined the movie for Mike. By the way, yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah, man. He said he was gonna see it. And you just thanks, just get the soundtrack. The soundtrack is okay. It's like the soundtrack of the '90s. Uh, um, number number four. I'm quick. I had Crow for oh. all the reasons you stated. That was my number four. Solid soundtrack. Um, number four for me, which the movie is kind of kind of ridiculous, but it was great. It was black exploitation in the seventies, but like the soundtrack itself was just something that sticks out. To, I mean, it's classic. Superfly, uh, Earth Mayfield. Awesome. I mean that that whole album is just such a badass. I was listening to it today, actually at work. I was like just jamming the shit out of it because it's just so good. I'll listen to that again. Yeah, it's so good, man. And it has the pusher man. The pusher man. <laughs> that's the only part of the song I know. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it's dope. It's dope. It's a good, it's a good uh it's a good album. All right, Tommy, number four for our four. Number four. I'm gonna give you Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh that is <laughs> definitely not a bad talk sound. about okay the movie where the soundtrack was kind of like a plot point in believe it or not where he yeah. had this mixtape from his mom and he's carrying it all around the galaxy listening to the songs uh hooked on a feeling was on there spirit in the sky um come and get your love was the main one cherry bomb by the runaways uh pina colada song it's just a bunch of like great songs mixed in there and it yeah. was in the movie yeah it was like but a to piece make of it movie. yeah make it a plot point a macguffin i guess you know, kind of feeling into a movie it's hard not to like the movie <laughs> yeah no it's probably I, like, like during a fight scene or something yeah it's always in the weirdest spots right but yeah, the it's, but that's a great song it, it's the I, I really like the, i really like your choice there because it, it is absolutely such a especially I mean, to have these songs in a movie now that's marketed to kids and adults, but like, you know, they want kids to see it too. So 
it, it definitely like I know my niece when the movie first came out and she was young she was into just you know all this garbage whatever but then she listened to the soundtrack and she just really liked the soundtrack so right. much because the the movie made the songs you know pop out and yeah that, that's well, a great choice yeah it had There's to a work. I mean the idea was that it was his mom's favorite right. songs so they had to be like older well and, and, so and you couldn't and, really and, use like the, the modern and in that it kind of it locked you into the time zone that the movie began in. So you're always kind of reminded that this right. is like 70s, maybe 80s. I think yeah, like right in there. 70s. But yeah, it was it was a clever way of indoctrinating. Actually, you know, we talked about indoctrination before, but this is actually a good place where like, you know, you got these you got these young kids today and you got them to listen to something that wasn't necessarily the style that they would normally listen to. And it was rocking shit, man. It was like just good, feel good music. That was a, that's a very good soundtrack. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that one. AM gold, baby. So we're now on four. Three. Uh, no, three. Wow. This is tough. Top three. All right. I am going to have to go with, this is probably my favorite musical I've ever seen. And if you haven't seen it, you've got to go out and get it. It's an album. It's a movie called Once. Um, it, okay, so nobody's heard anything about it. No, I've, <laughs> I've heard of that. Um, Once? Once. Once was, I was saying it with the commitments. There was this guy, the guy playing the guitar. He had this long curly hair, a guy named Glenn Hansard. And uh, he does the once got the Oscar, uh, you know, like 10 years. I'm writing ago. it down. I'm writing it down. Um, but I can listen to that album over and over and over uh, and enjoy it constantly. It's one of my favorite soundtracks. What I've songs heard. are in there? Um, there's one called Falling Slowly, um, Listen to Me Now. Uh, uh, there's a few. I, uh, I just listened to it. I don't. I don't actually like listen. I don't really look at the titles. Falling it's, slowly is. It's crazy. original music. It's all original music. Okay. Oh, I see. And the the from the very beginning of the movie. Oh, it's almost all like Glenn Hansard. It's all Glenn Hansard. Okay. This girl, Lika, Luca, something or other. Um, never. Most people have never heard of them, but. Okay. Mikey, no, I know Mike, who they are, but Mikey yeah, P, you might be able to do it for us. Hmm. See if you can find "Falling Slowly." If you can, can you play it through this? Just. Mm -hmm. But the first song on it is right at the beginning, and it just it gets you into the movie from go. Hmm. Oh, but wait! If we play it, then we can't make money up. Well, we're not making money anyway. Yeah, we're not going to play it. No playing. Oh no, yeah, play it. Whatever. Don't take it out. This is it? Yeah. And the whole album's not slow like this, but. That's enough. I just so what's the I've heard that before. 
What? The, what is the movie about? Real quick. I mean, just like a quick. So, is it like a fantasy? Off, is it? It starts off and like they even pull it. It's got clever little musical, like, you know, stage musical kind of connections, but it's done as live film. But he is a guy that works for his dad in a vacuum shop and he meet he at the beginning of the movie, he's playing his guitar and he's collecting money for it. And the song that he sings there is I can't remember the name of it, so I don't want to butcher it. But it's just, he starts singing, and it's kind of slow like that. And then he just starts screaming and yelling and just fucking angry. Um, and then this guy comes by and steals all his money. <laughs> and like the first, this is the first two money, two minutes, he's chasing the guy around. And then comes around, the guy gives him his money back. He actually knew each other. And uh, he's walking along, and another, this, beautiful girl comes up and she throws a quarter or something whatever a pence it's in london mm. uh into his guitar case and he asks her out for coffee and then it's this slow building romance but not like oogie you know rom-com kind of stuff it's like there's pitfalls and they they're loving each other at the wrong times and it's just okay. it's it's a it's a killer movie it, it's one of my, I mean, like amongst movies, musicals alone, or I mean, outside of just music, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It like, it moves me. Every time I see it, I get butterflies at one point or another. It's a really, really great movie. And it's like, like the love thing. Like, it's like those times where you with, you were with that girl and you wanted to say something and you didn't. And then you regretted it, and then you found out you were right for regretting it because that was the exact time you could have nailed it. You know what I mean? Like it's like just all that shit, all those balls of of emotion that you get inside you. It's all in this movie. I will. I've never even heard of it. So and I it's subtle, it and up. it's and it's sweet, and it's kind, and it's got a fucking rocking soundtrack. You'll listen to it more than once. I I've got a. Uh, I won't spend too much time on it because we all know this one. But my number three was Saturday Night Fever, just because <laughs> as a kid, when I was growing up, um, sing a song. I, from it. I'm not familiar. Can you sing a song? <laughs> I'm not gonna sing. Man. But, but yeah, I mean the opening scene with the paint can and and the love theme. Anyway, when I was a kid, my best friend's parents. My parents were not into disco, but my best friend's parents. They were in the disco and we would, I'd spend the night at his house and they, Miss Charlotte would come down the stairs in a number and Mr. Chuck would have like the suit. Mr. And they'd Chuck go out, they'd get in the Camaro or the Grand, they had a Camaro and a Grand Prix. <laughs> Damn right they did. And they would get back. We'd already be asleep. You know, it doesn't sound like, like a couple I would leave my children with. Not at all. <laughs> well, no, we were. Uh, well, my friend's older brother was chopped up on Chuck. scotch and coke. <laughs> no, my friend's older brother oh, would God. would watch us. But I just I have so many memories of it, and that whole time. Anyway, I just I love that soundtrack. I thought yeah, you, I bet you have some one memories. of your friends jumped off a bridge, going, "It used to be you, Johnny." Yeah. It used to be you. <laughs> all right, you're up, Mike. <laughs> Um, number three for me is uh, a Richard Linklater classic, Dazed and Confused. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, All yeah, right. That's a great right. one. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of goes in the long line of, like, 
I don't know, I guess Forrest Gump has that same vibe, but it's more of that 70s rock, you know, like the 60s are dead, 70s came in and uh, and started rocking out, and, and ZZ Top's on, Stranglehold, The Nuge, uh, yeah. Skinner, uh, Kiss, Black Sabbath, Deep it Purple. Like, it was like that burgeoning 80s music. It yeah. was like that Ozzy Osbourne, was Ozzy, I think Ozzy was in there at some point too. It was like that... Is that like black oh, kind of darker past top Aerosmith? Yeah. Wow. Uh Fogat. Uh Fogat. Nazareth. And, Nazareth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh and then uh <laughs> Lowrider. I remember that was the first time I heard Lowrider from War. And wow. I just, like once I heard that song, I was just like, "This is the, I love." And I mean, War is amazing. <laughs> yeah, War is a great band. So, so so good. So yeah, Dazed and Confused. And plus, I was like a very young pothead. And when this kind of came <laughs> out, this sort of resonated. I started smoking weed when I was like You're 10 a or 11. Pothead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's a veteran pothead. A budding, a budding pot. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. That was hilarious, dude. Seriously, that was good. That made me think. This isn't my number three, but that made me lowrider. You made me think of the Pee Wee Herman's <laughs> adventure <laughs> with yeah. lowrider and tequila. There's yeah. some good songs in that, but that's that's not my number three. Oh. I, <laughs> number three. I will give you. God, I don't know what to choose from. I, there's so many. I'm gonna give you one. One of our former guests, uh, another Mike. What was his name? Mike Messier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember, he said his favorite movie of all time was Highlander. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna give you Highlander. <laughs> the entire you know soundtrack was by Queen. Oh, Queen. oh yeah, believe it or yeah. not. And, and that title year. track, uh, you know, there can only be that uh, great, fantastic. I don't know. What oh, no, listen, mean? anybody here that doesn't like uh, fucking Highlander, there's something wrong with them. That's a, and, and it doesn't. I watched it recently after that. After came on and it doesn't hold up quite that well but it's it's a good but it still holds it's a great up. movie you can see why they're doing a see a, a reboot uh, it could it, use a reboot yeah it's i didn't dated. even think it's i didn't the genius man ever henry cavill i didn't think of this one but queen did uh flash gordon too man that was a great song oh, yeah <laughs> and iron eagle iron eagle was all mm-hmm. queen songs wow. all right zeus none of those up. movies were any good at well I guess Highlander was okay. Flash Gordon is Flash Gordon was great, man. Flash Gordon is awesome. Timothy Dalton's in that. You prick. Yeah. <laughs> the Eagle okay. Man and yeah. Speaking of number twos, go ahead, Zeus. Okay, so yes. my number two, my number nice. one are hard to pick between. I'm gonna go with oh God. I I'm gonna go with Reservoir Dogs first, mm-hmm. and because you know because my number one, some people will disagree with is another another album but reservoir dogs is cool but you do have to watch the movie to like really get the vibe they're going with like i mean it's a great collection of songs but one would doubt that you put this collection of songs together on your own like that takes the the genius that is quentin tarantino to do that but one of my favorite things in the entire movie um I can't remember what the song was, but there's this great scene. Everybody's seen it, right? Mm-hmm. So there's this scene where they're uh, 
the guy, Mr. Blonde, is cutting the guy's ear off, pouring gasoline, just torturing him. Isn't that the stuck in the middle? Yeah. Stuck in the middle. Is it yeah. stuck in the middle? Okay. It is. So the, the cool thing is, is he he's doing all this, and he runs out of his torturing shit. So he walks outside, and then this is another one of those, those country for old men moments. He walks outside, and the music fades, and it's like behind the door. And you're hearing kids in the playground, right? All this other stuff, and it's quiet and it's serene, yeah. and, it, and it, it's like a sorbet. It like takes you away from the ugly, ugly violence that you were just seeing. And he's just dancing along, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's definitely some psychopath shit. Goes and out then of the he car, goes back in there, gets the gasoline, and then he goes back in, and then. You hear the guy screaming again, and 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 he's like the, stuck in the middle with you. Comes back up, just what a freaking amazing scene in a movie. But the other cool thing about that is Stephen Wright is mm -hmm. the one that's doing oh he's the DJ work throughout the whole thing, and he's like yeah. little green bag. Uh, <laughs> it just fucking man. Well, the way the way Stephen Wright says. Uh, the monster truck extravaganza, <laughs> it's like hilarious. Man. It's he an R on it. King of deadpan, but man, yeah, and that that was the cool thing about that too was the DJing in between the songs. You you this is mid nineties, super hits of the seventies or something. I can't remember what he called it. Oh my god, what a great sound! Wasn't he the DJ on Natural Born Killers too? Was he? I don't know. Uh, he was he had a part in, in natural born kills i think he was the dj in that as well Man, quentin tarantino wrote that movie yeah there, was i was gonna say there's the tarantino connections i gotta so put that like... on my honorable mention i yeah. forgot about that one natural That's born killers was a great, great soundtrack l7 song on there they have patsy klein on there yeah that that one that that album i've listened to countless times oh shit so a number my number two, um, it's no, it's, you know, I'm not going to say it's a fantastic soundtrack. I, it's my, one of my personal favorite albums of all time. And I'm not even a huge Dylan head, but um, I love the movie. It's a soundtrack for Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid, which Bob Dylan did the score for. It's also the soundtrack that has Knocking on Heaven's Door in it from, written for the movie. Actually, a lot of people don't realize that. And, um, God, that thing's been done for so many movies. That song has been done for so many movies afterwards. I know. And it's a, it's a pivotal scene in the movie where it's used. But just the score for it, the fact that Dylan's actually has a small role in the movie. Um, but, yeah, I, I just I, I got that for Christmas. My sister gave me that soundtrack because I love the movie so much, probably like 20 years ago. And it's and all again, Dylan? I don't know it's this. It's all Dylan. No, it's all Dylan. It's... Um, it's period songs. It's a lot of it's instrumental. Uh, it's got some original songs on it. Some, you know, it's all him though. It's all him playing, um, and all him singing. But yeah, it's it's a it's a good soundtrack. I really it's my one of my favorite albums, much less soundtracks. All right, Mike. Um. Well, ours is already this one's already been talked about, but Purple Rain. Oh yeah. Yeah, and you had it number two. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, no, it is. It's amazing. But yeah. you know what? I mean, I said it as my like six, and I like started screaming it, and ran number one. It, it's the only one I said. I think I should have moved it up on my list. <laughs> it's yeah, it's amazing. What is it about it for you, though, Michael? 
Well, like, I mean, it's, I mean, besides the movie being like kind of terrible, but like the, I mean, the movie's just fun. It's a fun movie, but I don't know. I mean, let's go crazy. You know, like all those. It's a classic album, man. Yeah. I mean, and the fact that it's a soundtrack too, that there's a movie attached to it, is just amazing. So, yeah, basic, yeah. basic <laughs> likes. One of the best scenes in that movie, and I know, what, was, what was her name? Is that Apollonia, right? The hot, hot, hot chick. Yeah. He, but I love when he's like, he's got to, you got, you got to get naked and go swim in Lake Winnichaka or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and get she naked. goes and gets in, and he's like, no, nah, that's not the lake I was talking about. That's like Lake Burke. <laughs> Winnetonka, I think. Yeah. Winnetonka. Swimming naked in the lakes of Lake Winnetonka. Yeah. <laughs> that dude was a player, man. <laughs> oh yeah, he got so much puss. Oh, you think? You swimming in it? <laughs> um, yeah. So where do your number, number two? Um, I'm gonna cheat again because I got so many more movies on my list, and I'm gonna squeeze them all in with one composer, John L. Williams. Mm. I don't know if we we have to like give like lots of extra credit to John Williams. Uh, because I wanted to mention it. So I got Superman on my list. That theme for Superman, it gives me goosebumps every time I listen to it. I love that theme. Jaws. The wow. theme to Jaws, yeah. which was also the theme to Airplane, another great movie. Um, <laughs> he did uh, Harry Potter. He did oh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yeah. Star Wars, right? I mean, just so yeah, many. Yeah, Star Wars, yeah. He did a bunch of things. I mean, so... Well, I'm he was gonna... the man for Spielberg and Lucas, so... Yeah. But, dude, did, 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 Jaws is definitely iconic. Star Wars, man, if you hear... My, my ringtone on my phone is Darth Vader's March. The Raiders yeah, no, is iconic. Is that when your wife calls you? Like every Imperial March. <laughs> yeah. Like like he had he had a song for each character. Like you, yes. you were sitting there not looking away, you could tell when Luke came in because Luke's song. Right, Luke's theme. And, and he kept yeah. it up, even for Phantom Menace, Door of the Fates. That was a fantastic song. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember that. He's he's one he's probably the greatest per, greatest musician on our list. Yeah. Greatest composer, yeah. So I'm killing like four birds with one stone there. Yeah, that's a that's a fair one. All right, Zeus, number, number one. one. Number one, I think we, Mike, Michael, can you guess what my number one is? You piece of. Well, I had it as number one zero, <laughs> so it's close. I mean, zero I, doesn't mean anything, so it's kind of like we had it as number one together. Mine is. And I, there's another reason why Tarantino is amazing. This is pulp, it's pulp fiction. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Here's another thing. I was just thinking about it because in that they also had little snippets between your songs. Yeah. And when I think about it, and Mikey P, you're probably too young to to really vibe with this, but you, but I'm sure you will on some level. Um, we all had this period where we had our tape recorders where you push the red. And, you know, you push the one button and the two go down and you record. And we all do our little fake radio shows and little goofy things with our friends. Put things together. 
And that's kind of what Tarantino did with those two albums, at least. It was like a mixtape where you recorded it off yes, the radio. Yes, but you'd also put in your own little tidbits. Mm -hmm. I think that's why it resonates so much. That's a good point, Zeus. That's a very you know, good point. I think that's why it resonates because, like, when I think about it, I'm thinking about like when you're when you're about to hear. I forget which song it is, but he does his whole and Mike Mikey P said it earlier. He says, "Zed's dead, baby. Zed's yeah. dead." Like he he picks like the right scene and it, they didn't always even match up with the song where it was in the movie, but man, that album crushes. And yeah. girl, you'll be a woman soon. The Neil Diamond cover oh, by yeah. Urge Overkill. By Urge Overkill. Hell yeah. And the scene with that is perfect. You know, you know, Zed's dead baby. Oh, Zed's flowers dead. On the wall. What? The Zed's dead scene. Um, that is the final scene in the movie chronologically. Like if you if you the way the stories interact, that's it. That would be like if you put the movie together the way it happens, that would be roll credits after that scene. No, and no. yeah, and he goes oh, off into the sunset. He goes off into the sunset. It's if I'm not mistaken, after he said, "Oh no, Zed's dead." Yeah, because Zed was dead. I was thinking he was. And Tarantino cuts to a wide yeah. shot, and they go off into the sunset, and that's if that's the final thing in the well, movie which is just awesome movie and do you know who kathy griffin is kathy mm -hmm. griffin shows up in it at one point she is in it yeah. it's just such a great scene because bruce willis is driving out counting flowers on the wall makes no difference at all and then suddenly he stops and there's bing rames standing in front of the car and bing rames just pulls out a gun <laughs> drops the donuts i don't even think he drops the donuts I don't know. Yeah, he does. He drops some of them. I'm pretty sure he yeah. does. But uh, then he shoots a woman. <laughs> and then Kathy Griffin runs up. <laughs> Nobody knew who she was. She was obviously an up and coming actress at that point. But it's so funny because then when I saw her later on, I was like, that's that annoying bitch from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> but man, the soundtrack is. It, it is. The choreography of that soundtrack, or whatever you want to call it, the composition of that soundtrack for that movie is, for me at least, there's nothing better. May, Pulp, or, I didn't put Forrest Gump on this list, and I wish I had. It just slipped my mind. Forrest Gump is right there with it, but Tarantino, man, he... he That's one of his big movie. skills, man. Yeah, yeah. it's... It, he he he's a real mas masterful artist in every way, shape, and form. For me, I'm a huge Tarantino fan. But yeah. that album is probably the one I've listened to more than any of the other ones, except for maybe once. Which you guys, I want you guys to text me once you listen to once because you're gonna be. <laughs> I will check it out. <laughs> so my num my number one, uh, definitely from the '90s. Uh, and again, it's one I think it's just a fantastic soundtrack. It's my favorite, one of my favorite filmmakers of all time. And it's just packed is, uh, and this, the picture behind me is from it, but it's uh, Until the End of the World by Bim Vendors. It's got U2 on it, Crime in the City Solution, Elvis Costello, Nick I Cave, Depeche Mode, Lou Reed, Patti Smith. I mean, it's, it is fantastic. And it's like The Crow, it, perfect oh, talking heads are on it it perfectly captures the mood of the movie and the movie 
was, you know, I think it came out in 92, 92, but it was like the first time I ever saw like a widescreen, flat screen television. Like they, it's a futuristic movie and Sony actually allowed him to use like very early flat screen TVs in this. So it was like, at the time it was like, whoa, what is this? Um, but it, it, it kind of, I wouldn't say it predicted a lot, but it definitely um, has a lot in there has, has kind of come to pass with like social media and how people are kind of narcissistic navel gazers <laughs> at this point. It's basically the premise is, is that you can read, this guy comes up with a technology to record your dreams and people get addicted to like watching their own dreams, you know, to the point where they stop doing anything else. But there's a lot more to it than that. But anyway, if you haven't seen the soundtrack or heard the soundtrack, no, I'm gonna get check that. it out because it's 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 that awesome. Movie sounds dope though. I'm the movie is good. The movie is very. It's kind of a slow movie, so it's a road movie. It was shot all over the world. Vim Vendors is a is a acquired taste as a director. Um, I've seen him speak. I've met him before. He his school of thought is like. If he films a, a, a character going to sleep at night and waking up in the morning, he would prefer to just leave the camera running for eight hours the whole night and show you the <laughs> Jesus. I mean, he doesn't do. But what I'm saying is, he he's very he lets scenes to ve develop. He's not a quick cut type of guy. His he sounds like a very Herzog type. They're very cerebral, uh, and, and if you're if you start watching it when you're sleepy, you're not going to make it through. So. <laughs> But they are it William Hurt's in it. Um, um William Hurt. He's like the main character. It sounds Again. very Werner Herzog. It also reminds me of a movie. Uh I don't know if you remember it was with Juliet Lewis and Michael Madsen called uh End of Days. I think Tim Roth. Yeah, yeah that was a great movie. And like where they start recording each other, doing mm -hmm. each other because you could see other people's thoughts. It sounds very much like that. But it is an acquired taste. I would say the soundtrack is, is probably better than the movie, but um but anyway, that's it. That's my number one. That, well, um, I mean, I'm very pleased. Mike, what's your number one? Well, uh, drum roll. Here we go. <laughs> my number one movie. Soundtrack of all time. Pulp Fiction. Oh, all right. Uh, Pulp Fiction, it's great. Boom. But I was just also thinking, bam. Yeah, but um, I, I wish I would have added this on. This would might be a number one or number two for me, but Pulp Fiction oh, definitely. Yes. Waiting, waiting to exhale. <laughs> That's why I love that. I love that album or the love that soundtrack. It's so good. Whitney's the Whitney's a queen, yeah. but um, Lost Highway man is a oh. Dave Lynch movie, and I used to play that album so much over and over and over again. And it has David Bowie, it has Nine Snails, yeah. it has Manson, and it has Lou Reed doing uh, his version of This Magic Moment, which is just incredible. Wow. And so, like, it, for that, that would probably be one of one of my top. But but I definitely got to go with Pulp Fiction. That was, like, one of those soundtracks I just went up. And just by the way, what? It changes your life. It's a great Yeah, album. it's great. I mean, Dusty Springfield, I mean, Son of a Preacher Man. I just remember hearing that song and just being like, what the fuck? Like, this is amazing. But um, 
uh, I, I just wanted to speak back on something. You, you, you said I wasn't old enough. I used to make mixtapes just like that, son. Me and my sister would record off the off the um, off the radio. I used to do the DJ thing, but my nice. dad had a, an extensive vinyl collection, so I used to play DJ, record vinyl onto um, onto a, a tape. And to quote our favorite musical movie, allow me to retort. Yes. Um, what I like to say is, I said, I think you will vibe with it, though, regardless. Yeah. But we're talking, it's a different era. This is, to, we're talking General Electric tape recorder. Dude, they had tape bye recorders bye. when my, yeah, they, they were around. Nah, <laughs> I mean, you didn't I have to have the brick, you know, screaming. the rectangular. I had one of those, too. My dad had one of those, too. I used to one record, speaker. like, TV shows and stuff. Yeah, one Just speaker, I, I record TV shows, snippets. It had the little counter on it, the little, like, yep. three-digit counter. Yeah. Wow. Remember when the upgrading to the double deck? Yeah, double deck. Oh, yeah. Wow. high speed dubbing. I've, I've got it all now. It took like seventy five D batteries. This? Weighed like twenty seven hundred pounds. The screen was flat, but the still the TV still went it was back. A tube. <laughs> yeah, it was still a tube. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's hilarious. I'm sorry if I insulted you, Mikey. And Mikey, no. to, your, to your credit, I'm just, I'm I just want to say how old I am. the one yeah. thing that is cool. And you are definitely younger. And I love hearing you talk about Lou Reed and fucking uh, who is Velvet Underground. Like those are well beyond your years. That shows beyond our years, dude. I mean, I didn't discover Velvet Underground until the '80s. What's that? I didn't discover Velvet Underground until the late '80s. I mean, they were That's already twenty then. I'm just saying. No, I well. Anyway, approaching it. I'm saying <laughs> none of us were around when Velvet Underground were doing their thing. And they're from the 60s yeah. and so. Yeah. But Lou Reed, Lou Reed is a deep cut. Like, like that's just, I just. That hurt when he left. Tell that you grew up in a very musical household. You know, my dad, my dad definitely had i mean again my i had he had an extensive vinyl collection which all got fucked up in the in the great basement flood of oh, 2004 <laughs> oh man it sucked but you know it happens it happens so my my biological father he played with randy rhodes oh hell yeah quiet riot right randy little little known fact randy rhodes started the band quiet riot oh okay and um he played with them and he was in a band for a while called bolt and Bolt was a Ziggy Stardust ripoff from way back. So basically, to, to qualify it, it was the 70s way to get around with dressing up like a girl without anybody asking any questions. <laughs> well, real quick, because we're, we're going to run out of time. Anything more on Pulp Fiction, Mike? And then we got Tom's number. No, one. no, Pulp Fiction. It, I mean, we we talked about it. I, I just I love that movie. I remember uh, one thing. I remember I was staying at my sister's house, and I was in eighth grade, and they were watching the movie. And I woke up, and these they were still partying from the night before. And fucking, I wake up to the scene where he's um, he's getting basically getting raped. Uh, where where um, Zed Marcel, or not Zed? Uh, Zed is raping um, Marcel. <laughs> Marcellus Wallace. Well, Marcel, yeah, Wallace. And, and so, like, that's when I woke up in the movie. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like a kid. <laughs> And these guys are all like teenagers, like very early twenties, maybe eighteen, nineteen. They're all watching it, and they're all into this movie. And it, it just—that's when I woke up. Too. Yeah. He's like, mm, mm. yeah. 
Yeah, he's really getting it too. He's really taking it. So, anyways, Thanks, okay. I didn't remember. And now, now I remember it better. <laughs> but, I mean, to number one for me. I mean, any one of the the ones that you guys named, or any of my earlier ones, could have been number one. And there's a bunch that I'm, we're not going to get. Lord of the Rings soundtrack was great. I love that one. Uh, the Godfather, uh, John Carpenter's Halloween theme. Oh, um, damn. Psycho. Not just the beginning theme to that, where it's so hectic and she's like running away. And then the shower scene song, Sound of Music, Wizard of Oz is a great... Uh, I mean, those are musicals, so... The, uh, I'm going to pick, I don't know if this is really my number one. I just, I'm going to throw it out there. Animal House. Remember yeah. Animal House? Great. Yeah. So, uh, Morris Day in the Times, they were doing, uh, what was it? Uh, shout. shout. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Shout was great. That was them doing that on it? Wow. I did not know that. I didn't was realize Well, wait. Shout. Was it him? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, Otis, Day, the, Otis Day, right? Otis, Otis Day. Was yeah. it? Is that who did it? You said yeah. Morris Day. It oh yeah, close. I my God. No, he's right. No, he's right. Morris Day. It's Morris Day. He's right. Is it Morris Day? It's Morris Day in the time. Yeah. Who's Otis? There's somebody named Otis. Otis there. Day is another well-known. Well, Otis Redding. Otis Redding. I don't know if Otis. I think Otis Day works at the gas station. <laughs> no, he was right. No, he's right. Uh, it's Otis it's Day in Milwaukee. The night. Oh, Otis Day in the night. Okay. Yeah, I was wrong again. Okay. I'm over I here fucking right. it up again. Yes. Yes. Otis Day and the night. Mark that oh, one on No, the they were called. Okay, okay. So it was Morris Day in the Times, but they were going by Otis Day and the Nights in the movie. Oh, in the uh, Maybe. okay. Hold the on. Stage, uh... So we're all right. We are all right. <laughs> Everybody so Otis right. Day does not exist. He's a character in a movie played by Morris Day in the time. Tom's right because he said Otis Day. And Mikey P's right because it is Morris Day. Well, Mikey P's right because he's got on Google in front of him. <laughs> We're all three right. It's a it's like a triple yeah, There win. is somebody named Otis Redding, but I'm not sure how he fits in. Otis Redding. on the dock of the bay. Completely different artist. Ah, okay. He's sitting on the was, dock of the I'm bay. I'm sure o that was in some soundtrack somewhere. Did Otis Day is oh, at, working at the bait oh. shop at the end of the dock. Animal House. Doom. I had a couple and honorable mentions more that I thought of during this was Pink Flamingo's soundtrack, which I know I'm a Baltimore on, but Pink Flamingo's, the heavy metal soundtrack is oh, that's freaking heavy fantastic. Metal, yeah. Have you ever heard of that movie, uh, Pink Floyd The Wall? That's yeah. a pretty good soundtrack. That's a good soundtrack. I forgot about that as a soundtrack. Yeah. Holy, yeah. some of them, like a lot of people put help on their top 10 soundtrack with the Beatles, like, but it, to me, it's like, I mean, it's an album. It's, well, yeah, it was you know, music first, and then you just kind of made a movie around it. As far as as far as honorable mentions, you, it would it would be I'd be remiss to not mention the movie Moulin Rouge, which has got a phenomenal soundtrack to it. But it just, just happy make... that Andrew Lloyd Webber didn't make any of our lists. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Cats. Ugh. <laughs> didn't he do uh, Jesus Christ Superstar? Think so. Maybe we good. That's a yeah. good that you're right. That's good. Good. That's Jesus good. Christ. Oh, how about our hair? This is hair. the age of Aquarius. And when That's Tom 60s for me. When Tom mentioned uh Psycho, and I, I had him on here, but Bernard Herman in general with, with Hitchcock, he did the Vertigo soundtracks, mm -hmm. like one of my favorite Hitchcocks, and he also did uh 
he did Taxi Driver, which is oh, a, again know. very minimalist. But who, who makes great. good? I, when you hear the Taxi Driver soundtrack, you you know exactly it's from Taxi Driver. Like there's no mistake. You know. You know, so I, I don't think. I don't think we explored the Scorsese end of things enough because whoever mentioned Goodfellas, I'm starting to think that there was other really good soundtracks. Well, that... Scorsese has Gimme Shelter by the Stones in every movie he's ever made. Okay. I think. Right. Or almost all of them. Yeah. Well, except for Shine now. a Light. It was not in Shine a Light, which was his documentary. <laughs> Actually, they said that in there. That it was probably like his first movie he's done. He's directed that didn't have Gimme Shelter in it. So I mean, we could probably go on for another hour yeah. with more. This is our longest episode, <laughs> I think, ever. This Whenever we do a top ten, it's always a fiasco because it takes forever to get this through. This one we actually managed much better. We than... should start doing like a top seven. <laughs> <laughs> top three <laughs> probably would be or enough. Keep it down to an hour. <laughs> All right. Well, at this point, Jack would usually say, guys, I think we've been on for quite a while. I'm a crotchety old man. Let's wrap this up. I don't think and, he says that. Yeah, yes, and happy and happy Fourth exactly of July, related. <laughs> and then and he thank said, you. "Get off my land with your long hair and your rock and roll music." <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, thank you, Mike, for joining. Thank you, no worries. Thanks, so soon. Hey, I will. Or, back, we guys. will be ordering some hats, and we will be representing. <laughs>